48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm out as well. The headlines. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says the time is not ripe yet to enact national security law as Macau moves further ahead. A top Beijing official says Hong Kong should deal with independence in, of advocacy with zero tolerance. Tycoon Walter Kwok is in hospital after falling unconscious at home. The chief executive Carrie Lam has reiterated that enacting national security laws here is unavoidable, but her administration will wait until society is deemed ready. The Macau SAR government, which enacted such laws in 2009, set up a national security committee to oversee the matter yesterday. Speaking before the weekly exco meeting, Mrs Lam said it was too early to talk about setting up a similar committee in Hong Kong. Our primary responsibility is to find the right opportunity and the, uh, create the necessary conditions for us to put into effect the local legislation before we need a committee to ensure the legislation is being uh, effectively enforced. The chief executive also has, has, has cast doubt on claims by Democisto party members that they were detained across the border while on personal visits recently. Democisto has said two of his members were held and threatened by security agents. Mrs. Lam says Hong Kong didn't receive any notification from mainland authorities about Hong Kong people being detained across the border. Since um, last year, after I took office, we have signed an understanding with the uh, Public Security Bureau about a notification uh, system. So, in other words, if there are Hong Kong people being detained or arrested for uh, criminal offences, we will receive notification. Uh, On this case, we have not received any notification. A top Beijing official has reportedly said it's important for Hong Kong's disciplined services to understand the basic law and safeguard national security. The Secretary for Security, John Lee, is leading a delegation to Beijing and yesterday met Vice Premier Han Zheng, who's in charge of Hong Kong affairs. It comes as the SAR government considers banning the pro-independence Hong Kong National Party if it's deemed a threat to national interests. Mr Lee said he was told the government should handle the case according to the law. He explained uh, how important it is for the discipline services to correctly understand the basic law and also act in accordance with the laws in Hong Kong. He has mentioned that there will be no tolerance of any attempt to threaten uh, the sovereignty of the state. And he did mention that in connection with any independence advocacy, Security Bureau uh, should deal with it in accordance with the law. Former Sanonkai Chairman Walter Kwok has been sent to hospital after falling unconscious last night at his home on Deepwater Bay Road in Repulse Bay. Reports say he suffered from a heart attack around midnight. He was sent to Rutenji Hospital but later transferred to Adventist Hospital in Happy Valley. A high court jury has heard a man accused of murdering his wife and daughter said his daughter was the only person he told about a yoga ball filled with toxic gas and she may have wanted to commit suicide. The Chinese University professor Ko Kim Sun is accused of killing his wife and daughter, Kori Ling, by filling the ball with carbon monoxide, which poisoned them in the car. Under police caution, the defendant said his daughter knew she wasn't allowed to touch the ball. He said he didn't know how it ended up in the car. 
Queen Mary Hospital has confirmed several patients have been infected with hepatitis E after receiving organ transplants. Last night, media reports said a woman in her 40s donated her heart, lungs, kidneys and liver to five patients after she passed away in February. She was later confirmed to have hepatitis E. The media report said four patients were infected with the virus, while another died from a previous illness. A transport expert says a ferry service planned for Victoria Harbour provides a good route for tourists but probably wouldn't serve routine commuters. Hung Wing Tad, a fellow at the Hong Kong Society of Transportation Studies and chairman of the Hong Kong Taxi Council, was commenting on a plan announced yesterday for a circular ferry service between Kai Tak, Hung Hong, Jim Sacho East, Central and West Kowloon. Mr Hung says it's good for the Kai Tak Cruise Terminal, which is underserviced. At the moment, the cruise terminal is under service. There's no public transport. Then a cruise ship arrives. There's no option, basically. They either has to go on the coast organized by some sort of tourist organization, or they have to take a taxi. So if you have a regular service to serve the cruise terminal, definitely it's good. The chief executive, Carrie Lam, says the government won't let down its guard against dengue fever just because there have been no new cases in the past two days. She says authorities have rammed up efforts to eradicate mosquitoes at various sites, including Lion Rock Park and Chengchow Island, two sources of infection. Mrs Lamos expressed concerns about the situation in schools, saying health and education authorities would be working together to control mosquitoes. The number of HIV cases reported so far this year has dropped by almost a quarter compared to the same period last year. There were 296 new cases in the first half of the year compared to 389 for the same period last year. But Dr Kenny Chan of the Centre for Health Protection says authorities will remain vigilant in case the numbers pick up again. As a matter of fact, if you look into more details of these numbers, you realise there has been no structural change. We are still seeing a predominance of the men who have sex uh, with men uh, being the predominant group of infection. From survey in, that we conducted last year, we also know that there's a high level of chemsex, meaning the use of recreational drugs during sex, which is being actually has increased over the previous years. These are all warnings that there is a chance that actually the numbers can pick up again. The United States and Mexico have reached agreement on overhauling trade between them after a year of negotiations. The preliminary deal is expected to replace the North America Free Trade Agreement of NAFTA, which President Trump had condemned as the worst ever. President Trump held the deal as a new beginning. This is something that's very special for our manufacturers and for our farmers from both countries, for all of the people that work for jobs. It's also great trade and it it makes it a much more fair bill. Mexico's outgoing foreign minister, Luis Vedegare, said he hoped Canada in NAFTA's signatory would be included but stressed the deal would stand alone. If for some reason the Canadian and United States governments don't arrive at an understanding like we've been able to, what the Mexican people know today is that in either of those scenarios there will be a free trade agreement between Mexico and the US, independent of what happens with the negotiation with Canada.
The Canadian foreign minister is due to travel to Washington today. President Trump has voiced respect for John McCain's service to the United States after repeated criticism of his response to the senator's death on Saturday. Mr. Trump announced that flags at public buildings, including the White House, would again be lowered to half-past in Senator McCain's honour until its burial. Flags at some federal buildings were fully raised yesterday, far earlier than many expected. Mr. McCain's former campaign manager, Rick Davis, has meanwhile read out a final message from the senator, a strong critic of President Trump. Do not despair of our present difficulties. We believe always in the promise and greatness of America because nothing is inevitable here. Americans never quit. We never surrender. We never hide from history. We make history. Farewell, fellow Americans. God bless you and God bless America. In Germany, thousands of far-right demonstrators have clashed with anti-fascist protesters in a second evening of violence in the eastern city of Chemnitz. The trouble began on Sunday when a German man was stabbed to death in a street fight. A Syrian and Iraqi man have been arrested. Far-right activists later began attacking people they believed to be foreigners. Saxony's interior minister, Roland Wohler, condemned the violence. Now is the time to remain calm and level-headed. The police are investigating and the prosecuting authorities are doing their jobs. Apart from that, it is important that the city of Chemnitz and the state of Saxony show through our presence that we will not allow the perpetrators of violence and anarchists to run rampant on our streets. Cases of cholera in Yemen have been reduced by up to 95% by a new system that predicts where outbreaks will occur. It combines rainfall forecasts with a computer model which uses information such as population density and access to clean water. A map of predicted outbreaks is passed to aid workers who then distribute hygiene kits and chlorine tablets. Britain's Department for International Development coordinated the initiative. Its chief scientist advisor, Professor Charlotte Watts, hopes it can have an even greater impact. We would like to extend the predictions from four weeks to eight weeks because that would enable us to not only plan prevention activities in terms of access to clean water and health education, but also potentially deploy a vaccine and deliver a vaccine as part of that prevention. Mauritius has accused Britain of threatening to unleash a trade war in a long-running dispute over the ownership of the Chagos Islands in the Indian Sea Ocean. The Mauritian Prime Minister, Pravin Chaknot, said the British government had warned of consequences for trade and investment if Mauritius pressed ahead with plans to take its case to the International Court of Justice. Unfortunately, we have been threatened with retaliation in terms of trade in terms of politics by Britain and by the Americans also. Just to tell us that, look, if we are going that way, there is going to be retaliation on issues of trade, on issues of of our investment. One of the world's biggest car maker, the Japanese company Toyota, has announced a 500 million US dollar investment in the American ride-sharing firm Uber. The businesses will work together on developing self-driving cars. Here's the BBC's Dave Lee. 
Uber lost more than $400 million in the last quarter as it continued to expand its business and sink money into research and development. Much of that cost, more than a million dollars per day, according to some reports, has been on self-driving technology. This deal with Toyota would lighten that burden, bringing in some much-needed expertise, particularly on safety. A woman was killed earlier this year when an Uber self-driving car failed to stop. A short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,333. That's 59 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $54 billion. The US dollar is trading at 111.31 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar 16 cents and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 10 cents. Now to sports, here's Richard Pine. We start in Indonesia, where Hong Kong's top cyclist Sarah Lee has made a flying start to her gold medal defence at the Asian Games. Adam Chung has more from Jakarta. Sarah Lee cruised into round two of the women's Kirin competition by beating five other riders to win her qualifying heat. She was in third position when the safety car left the track. Then she turned on the jet and looked very confident in the way she accelerated into first place. Sarah hoping to add to the team sprint silver she won yesterday. She'll be joined in the final by teammate Jessica Lee, who won her playoff race. Their mainland rivals Zhong Tianxi and Lin Junhong are into the next round of the Kirin as well, despite both finishing second in their respective heats. Hong Kong have secured at least one medal in the team pursuit. The men's team can upgrade their medal to gold when they ride against China in the final, while the women's team will battle South Korea for bronze. The finals in the Kirin and the team pursuit will take place from 5pm Hong Kong time. In football, Tottenham beat Manchester United 3-0 at Old Trafford to take them up to second in the Premier League table behind the early pace-setters Liverpool on goal difference. Manchester United, meanwhile, are languishing in 13th with only three points from their opening three matches, their worst start since the 1992-93 campaign. And afterwards, United manager Jose Mourinho walked out of his press conference after getting irritated with a reporter. Now, just to finish, do you know that what was the result? 3-0. 3 nil. Do you know what this means? 3 nil. But also mean three premierships and I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers together. Three for me and two for them. Respect, 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 man, respect, respect. In Spain's La Liga, Celta Vigo beat Levante 2-1, while Athletic Bilbao drew 2-2 with Huesca. In Italy's Serie A, Roma had to come back from 3-1 down at halftime to salvage a 3-3 draw at home to Atalanta. And in tennis, we've already had a big shock in the women's draw of the U.S. Open, where world number one Simona Hallett became the first women's top seed to lose in the tournament's opening round. She lost in straight sets to Estonia's Kaya Kanepi, 6-2, 6-4. Kanepi says she went into the match planning to be aggressive and calm. I think yeah, there are not many uh, players anymore who um, are like leading um, the game. I mean, uh, everybody can beat the, everybody on a good day. So that's what I also thought. That uh, I know Simona is number one. She plays constantly, constantly, really well. But I can play well too. Elsewhere, reigning U.S. Open champion Sloane Stephens launched her title defense with a straight sets victory over Evgeny Rodina. And six-time winner Serena Williams made a triumphant return with a 6-4, 6-love first-round victory over Magna Lynette. And that's the latest from the Sports Desk.
And the news, the top stories once again. Chief Executive Kerry Lam says the time is not ripe yet to enact national security law as Macau moves further ahead. A top Beijing official says Hong Kong should deal with independence advocacy with zero tolerance. Tycoon Walter Kwok is in hospital after falling conscious, unconscious at home. The news from RTHK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 